Brothers. One podcast. It's Smackmouth Fantasy Football. Ooh. <laughs> Does that sound like Santa at all? Uh, the very beginning definitely did. Oh wow! And then it started like and it just started like turn into like a like an evil uh, mastermind, Doctor Evil from <laughs> Austin this Powers. Is the Smack Mouth Fantasy Football Podcast playoffs number thirty nine? Ooh! I am your host, your commissioner, your five and ten semifinals bound. GM of the warmest regard, Sean. Joined once again by your co-host, co-commissioner, GM of the seven and nine. Seven and eight. Seven and eight. Eight. Yep. Uh, Got themselves out of the toilet bowl fantasy football team. Connor. We're on a roll. You just wait till next season. The train's already moving. You're building momentum. I call it the I call it the pre postseason for the fantasy football team right now. That's not confusing. You're in you're in the bowl you're in the bowl prep season. You get those 15 extra practices. You know, uh, you know, start developing your young guys a little bit. And, and confidence. They, they are developing. Not not just young guys, just some guys that may might need some more confidence, like a like a Robbie Anderson that we'll talk about here later on. Well, he doesn't have a quarterback, but maybe you know, that could change. That could change. Tonight, we have your playoff week one review. League news, so there's not much there. Semi-final breakdowns, redraft, pirate league. And we're going to wrap it up with some Christmas edition dad jokes tonight. I've got some good ones. I'm just telling you right now. I hope you got a loaded holster, Connor. Oh, I got a loaded holster. For sure. Don't even... Awesome. I might want to do that. Let's get in to the week 15 review. Weekly review. Let's, let's be real. There's only a couple games that matter here. Yeah, we're going to spend a little more time on the playoff matchups, and then we'll touch on the toilet bowl. We'll see how this episode goes. May not be a, as long a one, but I've said that before, Connor, and we just get to yapping. Oh, we do. It's Take after football, my four year old. you kick us off connor with the well let's let's look at jake and dylan jake and dylan had the bye weeks yep um so just to touch on their teams what they did in the bye weeks you know congratulations to you two jake and dylan for having the bye week bye week on the worst week of our lives i think i heard a few times that in week 15 there was like 40 or 41 offensive touchdowns it was the lowest number on a Sunday since 1995. With 10 or more games. So it's not yes. like there's, there's a Sunday with only five games or something. But crazy. it was rough. Uh, Jake's team overall, 
would not have performed very well. Jake but, and Dylan would have lost to every single person in the playoffs right now. Granted, they week. may not have started their best lineups. That's um, fair. Um, I would have beat both of them. Jake did have a few highlights. Dallas Goddard, you know, highly targeted by Jalen Hurts last night on Tuesday Night Football. Gabe Davis, 25 and a half points. Wide receiver, I think he ended up at wide receiver four because of what Cooper Cup did. We'll touch on that in a minute. And then Marquez Callaway, 19.2 points, uh, was ended up as wide receiver 12 on the week. And then for Dylan, uh, obviously got the benefit of the off week to gain some clarity on the new acquired players that he has because mm-hmm. Julio Jones got hurt again and will likely not see Dylan's starting lineup going forward. And then the highlights for Dilly Dilly. <laughs> Connor's giving two thumbs up on Julio's injury. And uh, one thumb down for the hamstring. I was going to say shame, shameful of him to root for players' injuries. Didn't root for it. Uh, the highlights for Dilly is Josh Allen, 25.8 points. Gibson, who hurt his toe again. I want, I'm not sure if it's the same toe as last year, but it's the same sort of injury. And then Je- Jeff, my name is Jeff Wilson, had 20 points and was RB4 on the week, which 20 points on R- for RB4 is not very much. Right. It, I mean, the same thing with – I mean, Josh Allen was QB6 with only 26 points. Like. Yeah. There's a couple of those we'll, I'll talk about them later. Let's get into the playoff matchups of round one, and I'll kick us off with this cross-divisional matchup was the Nompton Bulldogs at the four seed coming in at the five, against the five seed of the warmest regards. And I'm doing my boomer voice tonight. I've got a full recap. Oh, Coming in to Tuesday night, the Nompton Bulldogs were ahead or down. By 40.7 points. The warmest regards were done. And the Bulldogs had all of their hopes placed on the very broad shoulders of Cooper Cup of tea. And the dogs were thirsty for a win. The halftime deficit. <laughs> Dang, this is, I'm not doing well. Uh, no, you need to not speed doing it up well, too. TJ. Not doing you well, need, TJ. You need to do it faster, too. The team was served cold in the first half with Cooper Cup only scoring 11 points and leaving a halftime deficit of 28 but the tea was put on the stove at halftime and was poured into the cup, piping hot after halftime. Cooper Cup proved to be the captain of the dogs and scored an additional 25 points in the second half and brought the dogs within four points of the regards with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. After, but it wasn't enough as the Seahawks played keep away and the Rams ran the clock out, securing the fifth victory of the year for the warmest regards. That's right. The warmest regards, four and ten, get their fifth win of the year. Should have been, should be like, should it be three and eleven, and then four and eleven? But one fifty one to one forty seven. That's a heartbreaker. I I called it earlier in the week. I said the worst thing for you is going to have to be watching Cooper Cup yeah. on Monday night. I guess Tuesday and night. Sorry. It was all going swimmingly, and then early in the fourth quarter, Matt Ryan throws this. I don't know how it got through the two defenders to Cooper Cup and scores like a 40-yard touchdown. It was like an 11-point play. Next thing I know, I'm only up by four. Mm. And the last two minutes were agonizing. Yeah, and then especially that little minute whenever I logged on the app to watch the game instead of you. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're some broke boys over here. We share the red zone <laughs> login. <laughs> 
Uh, for the warmest regards, it seemed like it had been brewing all season and it came to a head in week 15. The regards pulled off a shocker and took out the Bulldogs, the highest scoring team in the league. I will say that I was in the midst of writing this when Cooper Cup <laughs> brought, brought, brought David's team within four and I quickly stopped what I was doing and turned off my computer because I knew I was jinxing myself. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, the week started off on the right foot when Jonathan Taylor looked good on Saturday night but didn't score until late, the late fourth quarter 67-yard touchdown run that took his fantasy points from 11.3 to 25 points. That was a 13.7-point play, and without it, I would have lost. <laughs> without that run on Saturday night, I would have mm. lost. Jonathan Taylor was the RB2 on the week behind uh, – can you guess who was the RB1, Connor? Uh, probably like a Najee or no, no. a Austin Free Eckler. agent, Duke Johnson. Free agent, that's a weird first name. Yeah. Uh, for reference on how bad week 15 was, Connor, Jonathan Taylor's 25 points was RB2 this week. Would have been RB7 in week 14. Mm-hmm. That was Christian just a week ago. Kirk, Christian Kirk, stepped Got up it. when the regards needed him. 12 targets, 9 catches, 94 yards, and a tutty, 24 points, RB5 on the week. And you got him in return for a trash quarterback that doesn't even have a starting job anymore. Hey, they, they said Sam Darnold might see the field this week. Well, yeah, he'll see it because he'll be on the sideline. <laughs> you don't think they're going to have him blindfolded? No, they might. Well, I, I take that back. They'll have Cam Newton on first, first down, P.J. Walker on second down, and Sam Darnold on third down. Is that really who you want on third down? If if I were to choose, it I'd depends on do, the distance. Well, I'd probably do uh, Darnold on first, PJ on second, and then Cam on third, with the hopes of the the running quarterback. The, it better not be third long because because Cam he's still arm, shot putting the man. The it looks so painful. <laughs> he needs to get those labrums fixed. <laughs> he looks like a. Uh, uh, Kirk Herbstreet on that Hulu commercial throwing the on the ball. Uh, anyways, Rogers had just under 30 points, uh, but Devontae Adams had a bit of a down game with 16 points. And then Deontay Foreman and Justin Jefferson were also uh, were both over 14 points. And then the Urban Meyerless Trevor Lawrence, 10 Still and bad. a half points. 10 and a half points. Is that on good the come up. Uh, as for the Bulldogs and David. Uh, we previously detailed the brutal loss and tough way to end the season for a team that looked like the favorite for most of the season. Week 15 uh, proved to be the worst for the Bulldogs as they had COVID difficulties with Baker and Alex Collins. But the biggest issue was the laundry list of bust games from some of the fantasy mm. football's best performers, Najee Harris, 4.6 points, Corderell, Corderoy Patterson, 4.3 points. And Dalvin, who actually had a pretty good game, you know, he looked okay, 11.1 uh, points. These three combined for 20 points, five less than the amount put up by Jonathan Taylor. Marquez Valdez-Scantling looked good with seven targets and a short yardage touchdown. Normally he's the, young, the long bomb guy for Rodgers. He had 20.8 points. Wide receiver 10 on the week, but now he has COVID. Which doesn't matter for David. No, not really. Sorry, David. 
Uh, he's shooting for fifth place at this point. Godwin and Higgins were also disappointing, combining for 15.2 points. And then obviously Godwin had that uh, bum knee coming out of the game on Sunday night towards ACL and is now done for the season. And it's likely going to be out for the beginning of next season, if I had to guess. Ouch, that hurts. Back was, on to you. It was a tough game. I would just like to point out that finally the Robbie Anderson side of the trade uh, worked out for a week. <laughs> Robbie Anderson scored uh, over double of what uh, Cordero Patterson scored. So <laughs> who Cordero won that trade? Bum. Right, right, right. All right. The next one was the, the new hotness. 11-3, the had been leading the league most of the season versus the six seed, Dirty South Spartans, who'd snuck into the playoffs. They were projected to – the Spartans were projected to lose by about 14. They ended up losing by about 24, but they gave it all their – they gave it their their best shot. Sean, would you like to do the, the storyline in, in Booger's voice? No, I'm good. I don't have a long one written out for this one. Well, I was giving you an opportunity to make up for your inequities. Whatever. Uh, Will, in a week of, in a week that every legit contender struggled and the hotness was plagued by COVID, the team was able to put together a well-rounded performance and waltz into the semis, by far having the, the highest score on the week. Uh, double checking. I think it was this highest score by what you were the next one, so by 20 points. Um, highest score, and that's counting the, the one and two seeds that were out. Uh, Brady only managed four points. That's crazy. He got 170 points on a terrible week, and Tom Brady only had four points. However, Mark Andrews and Tyreek Hill definitely made up for that. Tyreek was able to put together a vintage performance on Thursday Night Football last week before the stench of week 15 could drag him down, because he's got the vid now, I'm pretty sure, him and Kelsey. They're on the list, at least. Yeah. Uh, Tyreek had 35 points, which is the most he's scored since week four. He's, he's kind of been in a slump along with his buddy, Patty. Um, and then Mark Andrews was clearly the primary target for my boy, taxi squad extraordinaire, Tyler Huntley. With He's on the taxi squad? Yep. I guess I didn't realize you had him the whole season. Yep. Uh, 13 targets, 10 catches, 136 yards, and two touchdowns for 38 points. Oh, but he was only the tight end two on the week. Um, and we'll get to that because the tight end one was on Katie's team. So that's unfortunately for Katie, that kind of just, they just nullified each other out. Didn't really get an advantage there. Herbert and, Ek- and Eckler were also good on Thursday night football. Uh, that fourth quarter where all the points were scored really helped out everybody. Yeah. Uh, Eckler was limited on Thursday, but he still managed 18 points. I think he – I mean, if y'all watched the game, he was in – he would go in for a play just for him. Get up, come out, get basically. like 12 yards. Yep. And then come out. Herbert was a QB4 on the week with 27 points. Um, now Eckler is on, on the COVID list. Um. The he was on the said, list, and then he wasn't on the list, and now he's finally on the list officially. So He's on the list officially. Coach has not ruled him out. They've only ruled Joey Bosa and someone else out, so there's still a chance for him and everyone else. Well, Joey Bosa has that huge nose. I bet when you get COVID in that nose, just what can you do? It's so big. Can't get it out of there. He does have a pretty big schnoz. 
Um, James Robinson, however, did not break out. Uh, not up to Will standards anyways. He had 18 points on with 12 carries and four catches, totaling just 82 yards and a touchdown. Um, 18 points isn't isn't a breakout by any means. So what's the 25 points that Will said? So and two touchdowns, I believe what he says well. So we'll we'll get the not this episode, but in the offseason, we'll get a hat and put those names in. Um, except for Dylan's, and we'll uh, go ahead and draw the name for who gets James Robinson. We'll we'll put Dylan's in. We'll, we'll put everyone's name in. Yeah. Mainly just mine. Uh, Katie in the spot. The Spartans fought hard to make the playoffs, and they they squeaked it in to get in the playoffs and gave a valiant, valiant effort. However, Travis Kelsey and his superhero powers are not enough to overcome <laughs> the overall crappiness of Week 15, as Sean put it. Uh, Kelsey was a tight end, one overall. Oh, tight end and overall. I apologize. So tight uh, end one. I need to double check that because Cooper Cup threw a wrench into things last night. No, because uh, Cooper Cup had 36 or 37 oh, points. Yeah. And okay. Kelsey had 43. Yeah. Um, which is more than the number one quarterback who was uh, Tyler Huntley with 40. Uh, the Spartans didn't, did have six of 11 start starters and double digits. Again, they, they tried their best um, and 148 points is just, it's just not enough. Um, it would be enough in, in some weeks, but the hotness was too hot to cool off. The Spartans may have to reassess the QB position in the off season, but have good bones and building blocks to be a contender. And you know what? Congratulations to Katie and David for getting that $15 back. I'm not sure when those will be allocated. I'm assuming once the postseason is over. Um, yes. But that would be up to the, the head commish. I uh, plan to do it the week after the championship matchup, and there will be an option if you choose to roll, roll that forward to your next year's dues. And just – just so you know, Sean uh, is a big fan of spreadsheets. So it's all on a spreadsheet. It's not, he's not keeping it up in his head. No. So if you roll it over, he'll just simply put it on the spreadsheet. So whenever it does come due, that you will only have to owe um, the difference of whatever we decide the uh, dues are next year. And that's it for the playoff matchups. On to the Turlet Bowl, where Eamon and Antonio both had bye weeks for aim for Antonio's team. They continue to get good performances out of Cole Komet and AJ Dillon, but Devin Singletary was the surprise showed legit life in week 15. We will see if he can carry that forward into the next few weeks and the off season. And then Eamon had big weeks from Mahomes, uh, Eamon raw instead of, instead of Amon raw, we'll call it Eamon raw, St. Brown and Tyler Boyd. And then, of course, Kittle, DJ Moore, and Jimmy G also scored in double digits. I think DJ Moore is dealing with a bit of an injury uh, going into the next week of the Turlet Bowl. The first matchup in the Toilet Bowl was the old hotness and soldier fields. And remember, the goal of the Toilet Bowl is to win and not advance. And Katrina and Soldier Fields did that, 117 to 105. This ended up being a close a uh, close, close game, and the outcome hinged on the performance of Russell Wilson. He wasn't enough to overcome, and Katrina got the win and avoids advancing in the toilet bowl playoffs, or as I put here, the toilet blow playoffs. 
Elliott and Chubb led the way with both uh, with both of them scoring just over 16 points each. And then they, the fields also got double digits from Justin Fields, Chester Rogers, and surprise, surprise, Jalen Rager popped up with over 10 points. For Ryan's team and the old hotness, the QB duo of Dak and Russ that carried the old hotness to three straight wins is what likely is to blame for advancing in the toilet bowl. Dak had 12.6 points and Russ 4.2 points on Tuesday night football. The other Russ, Russell Gage, had another 20-point performance with 23 points and has scored over 18 points in three of the last four games. Javante Williams went back to a Melvin Gordon split and Josh Jacobs underperformed on Tuesday night. I think he only had about 12 points. So Ryan advances. Katrina is safe from embarrassment. Connor, to you for the other toilet bowl matchup. Uh, Again, it's the pre-postseason for all us uh, non-postseason teams, but uh, this was the Little Rippers against the fantasy football team. Little Rippers were 7-7. Baseball team was six and eight. Uh, when it was all said and done, I believe the projection was uh, 160 to like 140 ish for me once I had a, a current roster up there. However, it ended up being uh, 112 to 147. Uh, a hot streak for the fantasy football team. Uh, that's two in a row now. As And don't forget that I got three first-round draft picks, and I was really hoping that you would lose this week so I could get an even higher draft pick. So Not so fast. Just know I'm rooting against you. Who are you playing again? Mr. Walla Walla. Well, Jake, I'm all for you. Whoop him so good, I can get, we'll so I can get what, the nine? It depends yeah, on what would happen nine. in the third-place game. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, anyways – uh. This win with 147 points came on the backs of the wide receiver three on the week, Brandon Cooks. Whoa, came on the backs, huh? Pause. <laughs> and the QB six on the week, Jared Goff, who's been lighting it up in the pre-postseason for us. The fantasy football team was the fifth highest scoring team in the league, and that's even with the QB one, Tyler Huntley, on the taxi squad, like I mentioned before. I'd just like to say, I feel like Antonio would be very proud of me for having that many points on the taxi squad. Yes. Um, probably rivaling how many, like his max points one, one week. Um, there's some exciting potential in my lineup. We're just going to talk about potential because that's the pre-postseason all, is all about. Uh, Robbie Anderson got eight targets from a hodgepodge of um, quarterbacks. Now again, uh, well, let's say that was tied for 18th most on the week, which is pretty good on targets. However, it doesn't really matter because we have no idea who the QB's, QB is going to be. I would love if it was Deshaun Watson. That would be my – but I know Deshaun says he doesn't want to go there. But, um, he's he you know, he's good as Will Fuller back in the day. I'll leave it at that. Um, and then Josh Reynolds was the wide receiver 13 with 18.8 points, and that's with Amon Ross St. Brown doing solid. So that's – Told you at the beginning of the year that, that uh, that's why he was on my team. He's going to be great. And I knew that the, that golf uh, Josh Reynolds stack would pay off for me one week. Um, and then last, but definitely not least, everyone saw Nikhil Harry go up for that pat, that 40-yard bomb and just rip it out of the defender's hand. Uh, he's just a stud, and he's going to find a team and, and be a wide receiver three next year. So uh, we'll take that. 
your wide receiver three or the wide receiver three? No, no, no. Like a, a wide receiver three, like 25 to 36 range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's yep. a bum. Um, for Baxter, uh, the little rippers are continuing to shrink down to possibly just some tummy issues. So that's my new um, name for them is just tummy issues because nothing's coming out. It's just <laughs> little gargles in there. Um, looks like they've packed it up for the year and just hoping for no injuries. And the leader of, the, of that packing is definitely uh, K1, who is who was QB 17 on the week with, I think it was 13 points, and he's down to QB 7 on a points-per-game basis. So not overall points since he's missed a bunch of games, but QB 7 uh, on a points-per-game basis. Well, I'm pretty sure he was up in the top three earlier this year. Uh, beginning of the year, we talked about, again, we're talking about potential for these uh, pre-postseason teams. We talked about tight ends being Baxter's low spot. Well, he was right. Hunter Henry is starting to come through uh, pretty good at, at catching touchdowns. He was tight in three on the week with 25.7 points. That's just behind Mark Andrews, who went off, and uh, Travis Kelsey. And then, of course, the person that was throwing him the ball, uh, McCorkle, had a QB9 performance on the week and was with 22 points. However, he was on the bench. Um but uh, I think it's some good – I think Baxter and the Little Rippers, or as I call them now, the tummy issues, um, are pleased to see their, their young franchise quarterback, Mr. McCorkle, uh, have some success. Thank you, Connor. Um, so that means you and Katrina avoid advancing in the toilet bowl, Baxter – and um, goodness, Baxter and Ryan will move on to face Antonio and Eamon mm. in the next rounds. Uh, do you want to get into some hero and villain of the week? Yeah, let's go ahead. Hero of the week. Hero of the week. Go for it. I uh, am going to go with Jared Goff. Um, I think this this uh, this is mainly very selfish hero of the week, uh, but Jared Goff is starting to secure his spot as a quarterback to at least give him another chance this next year. Uh, allow the, well, I mean, it's kind of hurting them because now they're not going to be able to, um, they're not going to get at the number one pick. Now it's looking like a number three ish pick for them, um, but I think they're securing themselves or he's securing himself a starting job at least for next year or until his contract runs out. So Jared Goff is my hero of the week. For me, uh, my hero of the week was almost going to be Cooper Cup because he almost defeated me and would have been everybody's, I believe, hero of the week. Um, But instead I'm going with Jonathan Taylor because he's a beast. And without his late uh, fourth quarter heroics against the Patriots, I would have lost thanks to Cooper Cup. So Jonathan Taylor, my hero of the week. He's the savior we all need. Uh, villain of the week. Villain of the week. And I will go first on this one, Connor. I almost went with um, unprotected sex being the villain of the week because I've been sitting on this story. I keep forgetting to bring it up. Have you heard about Josh Jacobs? You know Josh Jacobs, the Las Vegas Raiders running back? You're on mute? Yeah, he's on Ryan's team. 
Yep. Uh, well, he's only, I believe he's 23. And all right. Recently had his ninth child with his ninth different baby mama. Well, see, the, the, the perks on that is you don't have to wait for the baby to be born to have another one. So you can have multiple in one year, whereas a typical woman is only able to have basically just have one per year. Obviously, there's some quick turnarounds. You can do double up in one year, but this really allows him to to really uh, multiply so his, his child support. Yeah, I mean, this guy better not ever stop playing football. He's going to be up. He, he's going to be the on the Adrian Peterson plan. I was going to say he's up there with Adrian Peterson and Alex, Alex Rodriguez. Um, if does A Rod have a bunch of <laughs> bunch of babies? No, I'm just talking about alimony. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, if y'all are ever uh, bored, look up celebrities that owe the most alimony. I know A Rod, uh, Adrian Peterson, Blake Griffin is up there because remember his girlfriend said that she needed a couple hundred thousand dollars a year because that's how she was living whenever they were together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Antonio Rogers Cromartie, I think, was a cornerback who had like 12 kids with 10 different women in eight different states or something like something like that. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. I think, Anyways, that's why, I think that's why Adrian Peterson is still trying to play. I think so. Uh, but that, that's what I almost went with Villain of the Week is unprotected sex. But I actually went with – uh, we'll touch on this later, but uh, whoever the commissioner of the Pirate League is, that guy's the villain of the week. He's just an idiot. I don't yeah, know if you have an idiot dummy. of the week, but big that's dummy. him. Uh, my villain of the week, I, I say Cooper Cup, but what I mean is uh, the Los Angeles Rams and them trying to be smart and run out the clock mm. and like not trying, to, fantasy football. not trying to get a first down at all. They were just going to run the ball and make them use their timeouts because they're up by two scores. Um, you know, that Sean McVay, he's really smart. Uh, he, he knows how to win football games. Uh, it was it was a it was a joy to watch at the end there as they, you know, smartly ran the clock out. Yeah. Yeah. I I wish so. I well, double meanings. One, I just want I just want you to lose in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, you losing would give me another good draft pick. Well, yeah, uh, we could have well, also better draft. We could have also guess. both put Russell Wilson on this list because for all of our squad mates out there, oh uh, my god, all we needed was basically fourteen rushing yards from Russell Wilson, and we all would have cashed. Um, but he 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 couldn't do I it. I would have got zero bones. I got actually, uh, I will say, I would not have cashed because Russell Wilson had zero rushing yards. And Kenneth Gainwell had zero receiving yards. So, yeah, I had a five. So, for those of y'all that do not know, you need to join the uh, Smack Mouth Squad, is, is what it's called. This is where you can see what everyone else is betting on the week. And if you want to copy their bets, you can, or you can make your own. But everyone was had a part of these Tuesday night games. I had, let me just pull it up just so I can be correct. In Connor my, and Will. I think it was Will, had a five-legger. Did you have the same one as Will? No, I had something different. So for me, I had Antonio Gibson had would have 14-plus re- receiving yards. He got that in the first quarter. Miles Sanders would have fifty-seven uh, over 57 rushing yards. He had 131. Dallas Goddard would have over 47 receiving yards. He had 135. And Cooper Cup would have 
more than eight receptions and he got nine. So just got that one. And then freaking Russell Wilson. If, if he would have gotten that, I would have made 45 bucks, <laughs> 45 bones. And just if you, for the stats, you, you go to their game log before this three of the last or two out of the last three games before this one, he had rushed for over 13 or 14 yards, whatever he needed to go. All it needed was one scramble. And they were, behind, he was, they were behind. It's not like he wasn't getting pressured. He was getting they pressured. Were be, they were behind. They were doing this. I couldn't watch the game, but people were saying that basically he was rushing or throwing quick passes. Yeah. <sighs> it was it was sad. Uh, maybe we'll get, get there tonight. My two-leg NBA play is not looking great at the moment. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, deep dive into the numbers, not working. Let's get in. Don't really have much league news, so let's look at our playoff predictions, Connor, from last yeah, week. Yeah, thanks. Let's see how I, I know I was wrong because well, we were both wrong because we didn't. We definitely didn't have you winning. Yep. But I was uh, right with Will. We both had David, and we both had Will. Okay, so or even even there. I'm uh, looking I have the ahead, one-two Connor, matchup. Yep, you have Jake and Dylan advancing, and I had David and Will advancing. So we'll see what happens. But um, I'm with the recent, a little bit behind with, there. With the recent news, I believe it's going to be uh, Jake and Will now, due to okay. Dylan's COVID issues. That's my. He's got. He's, the vid is running rampant through the Dillies. Yep. Weekly breakdown. Uh, looking ahead, uh, we're doing a little bit different uh, this week. I'm not, I didn't write a storyline. We're just going to kind of do a little bit of a, I wouldn't say a deep dive into the matchup, maybe a shallow dive, a snorkel, snorkel into the matchup, Connor. Uh, first one we're going to look at is Jamar Rule against the warmest regards. The one versus the five, the projection currently as of Wednesday night is the Jamar Rule 189, the warmest regards. 178 uh, and a half. Connor, at first glance, you know, this looks a little bit lopsided just looking at the names here on the mm-hmm. Jamar Rule, Daddy Stafford, Barkley, Kamara, uh, Jamar Chase, Dallas Goddard's been playing well, CEH, and then Taysom Hill. Um, what do you think? You know, it's, I can tell you what's going to happen. This is going to come down to I'm going to have a lead going into Monday night, and I'm going to watch the lead slip away as Kamara and Taysom Hill play, and I'm going to end up losing on Monday night. Well, I I respect you for doing the the reverse psychology on the fancy gods tonight. <laughs> you can call I, it reverse psychology, but you know hey, it's true. Hey, that's some that's it's fine. Um, yeah. He's definitely got the names. There's some you're you're gonna have some gonna need to have some. Well, one you're gonna have to have your studs show up with JTT, uh, Devonte Adams, and uh, Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah, I've got I've got a lot of uh... Jefferson, I guess. But you got some no names. Like you got Laquan Treadwell over here trying I'm to paddle. Muffin. You got CJ Uzama as your starting tight end because Hawkinson's out for the year. Jerry Judy, who's been a ghost literally a ghost last week because yep. he had four targets and zero catches Christian Kirk who popped off. And then you got the, if you like squint really hard, yep. you might think it's still Derrick Henry, but then he doesn't have any big plays. <laughs> uh, and that would be Deontay Foreman. 
Um, and well, then you could, really could get risky here and throw the wild card of Jakeem Grant in there, but oh wait, he was concussed last week. Yeah, you also got to be careful with Trevor Lawrence, homeboy. Man, he's got the Jets cool. this week, baby. Got the Jets. In the last eight games, he's had three that were in double digits. We'll say has not thrown a touchdown pass in three games. <laughs> in the last three oh. games, he has no touchdowns and four interceptions. I will uh, say he does the best against the bad teams. The Jets are a bit of a cure-all. Um, I will say for me, we will know a lot by the end of Christmas night because I have one Thursday night player and then I have about five players playing on Christmas Day, which is Saturday. You do. So. Yep. And it looks like uh, Jamar Rule has zero people playing on Saturday or Thursday. Yep. So all of his people are Sunday or Monday. Um, so I'm going to feel really good or really bad going into Sunday. Yeah, I... He, he definitely has a name power. It's ridiculous how stacked his, his lineup is. Um, even if you throw in Amari Cooper, who has a chance to go off for big, or Michael Pittman, who went off for uh, a while um, at the beginning yeah, of the season. Yeah, he went off the field last week. And then, <laughs> and then Gabe <laughs> Davis has been popping off lately. He's scored in three straight games. Um, I am the healthier team. He does have a he has a few cocoa issues on the bench. Yep. He's got Elijah Mitchell, who's out with the knee. And then he's got Kendrick Bourne, COVID, Juwan Johnson, COVID. That's really nothing crazy. Um, and then Elijah Moore is also got hurt a couple weeks ago. Um, it's going to be a good game. The projections are always – got to take it with a grain of salt. Um, but it does help that for him that the Eagles are playing the Giants, so that would be Goddard and Devontae Smith. And then Matt Stafford's playing Minnesota, who he used to light up when he was with uh, the Lions. So there's a there's a light deep dive. Uh, on, uh, so on a little bit off the record here, some some advice from you, like mm-hmm. my brother and co co host. I've been tossed around the idea of activating Albert O. Albert Agwegbanam off of my taxi squad to plug into my my tight end spot mm-hmm. downside here is obviously he has no offense to compete for targets at the tight end spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's this guy named drew Locke playing quarterback for them this, this week. Yeah. That's if he stays in the whole time. Yeah. But who else like, is behind him? Oh, that's Brett Rippon. Brett Rippon. Okay. Oh, he, he, he rippens those balls. He's, he's going to be ripping some farts. Yep. Or ripping some darts. I mean, I would stick with Uzama. Okay. I mean, Baltimore is the worst in the league against tight ends, so. Uzama at least gets consistent targets. And, you know, he's in, from earlier this year. He can pop off for a couple big plays. Hasn't had a touchdown since week seven, but he, it was against Baltimore, and he had two. Two. Three catches, two touchdowns, 91 yards. Yep, he's staying in my lineup. There you go. There we go. You're welcome. Jake, let me know if you need any help with your lineup as well. It looks like you're pretty set. Um, <laughs> Are you charging for that? advice no this is this is free you just want me to lose that's right uh bit of a a shallow snorkel 
into dilly dilly versus the new hotness that's and the I, two I stand, versus the three i stand corrected dilly dilly doesn't really have a covet issue it's more of uh leonard fournette fournette who's out or sorry doubtful but he's going to be out um as well as deandre hopkins who's out for the rest of the season um he, he does have adam troutman on uh on the covet list but um and Tra- mainly- taylor heineke Taylor Heineke, yeah, but he's got Josh Allen and Kirk Cousins, who I feel like would play over them anyways. Yeah. Um, so to fill in those roles, he's got uh, Rashad Penny, who he picked up earlier in the running back spot, and then threw in Melvin Gordon and Antonio Gibson and uh, Rashad Bateman in the flexes. Whereas on the other side, Will does have a COVID problem. Coco ravaging the hotness. Austin Eckler potentially out we talked about that earlier Tyreek Hill it's going around the um the Chiefs Tyler Lockett who was out last week you'd think he'd be back this week now um not to mention Teddy Bridgewater's out with that concussion or whatever Kareem Hunt is out now um and then Corey Davis has been out for a while with his uh his injury anyways but um it's really going to test people's depth that's for sure right now he does have three COVID uh, players with COVID in his starting lineup that are contributing to his 191 uh, points to Dilly Dilly's 170 points. So it Ooh, could be that's a big um, number. Yeah, there's not a lot behind him. He does have Austin Eckler's uh, handcuff and Justin Jackson that will be of a of a benefit. And then we'll see. I I don't think Emmanuel Sanders is going to play, but if he does, he's on the bench for Will. Uh, you know, we talked about this a minute ago, but Jacksonville gets the Jets, and James Robinson is on Will's team. It could be a legit breakout for James Robinson. I think that I heard on uh, the late round QB podcast today that the Jets they're the worst team in the league against the run, and and so they allow eleven points extra on top of a team's average fantasy points from rushing. So for example, if a team averages 15 points a game from rushing fantasy points in rushing, the Jets give up 26 points. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, supposedly uh, the new coach Bevel said he's a starting running back and we're going to play him like the starting running back. So he's going to continue to get uh, the lion's share uh, in Jacksonville's backfield. That's for sure. You mean the Jaguars share? Um, and then Nothing. for on the on the <laughs> other side, the Dilly Dilly and his stack with the Buffalo Bills, they are playing New England. Mm-hmm. New England has a way. Well, last time it was just the Blizzard game, so kind of throw that one out. But New England's defense has a way of shutting down your main guy. He's got Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and Dawson Knox all on the same team. Um, facing New England, who's arguably one of the best scheme defenses in the league. Um, you could you could probably see them kind of playing like everyone's playing the um, the Chiefs this year, kind of two high safeties and making them throw it under or making them run with their newfound RB1, Devin Singletary. Um, but, yeah, it's not it's, – it's kind of scary for him, that's for sure. He's got a couple Thursday night games, though, to kind of get him, get him started off. Um, and actually, 
no one in this matchup has a Monday night game. So this will be decided by Sunday night Ooh, interesting. of who's going into the championship. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, there's a couple Thursday nights, like you said, Jeff Wilson and Devo Samuel for Dilly Dilly. But this is, this is the heavyweight match for sure. We'll see how injuries and COVID end up shaking it up, but that's it for the playoff matchups. Uh, we will touch on quickly the fit the oh stuttering there. <laughs> the fifth place matchup between the Nompton Bulldogs and the Dirty South Spartans, the losers from week one. Uh, with the Nompton Bulldogs projected at 191. Man, <laughs> projected at 191. The Spartans projected at 167. Now there's not much on the line here except for bragging rights and maybe a draft pick. But David doesn't have his first-round draft pick. Just something to think about here. Um, in the Smackmouth leagues, we we'll always play till the end, right, Connor? That's one hundred percent. For the toilet bowl matchups, we've got the replacements and the tummy problems, as Connor calls the little rippers. Tummy issues. Tummy issues. Uh, and then we also have the grocery baggers in the old hotness. Currently, uh. The replacements are projected for 73. The tummy issues at 156. Uh, hopefully Baxter can win and avoid the toilet bowl championship or losership. And then the grocery baggers at 160 and the old hotness at 157. Don't think we and need to do any snorkeling into these matchups. No, we do not. But just to give a shout out to Katrina and I that are not in the toilet bowl anymore. Um, but our projection is Katrina's projected win 166 to my 136. I'm having some COVID issues on my team with, mm -hmm. uh, uh, well, COVID and IR issues. Wow, that's a lot of red. Let me guess one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We've got nine people not on the IR that either, either are on COVID or the IR list. <laughs> nice. So can we extend the IR to 12? No. Okay. That's it for the Dynasty League. Let's jump into the Redraft League. And the playoff matchups in Week 15, we had the four, the four seed against the five seed. That's the Rona Raiders against Zerg. And Rona was mm. dominant, not just in real life, but on the fantasy <laughs> gridiron as well. Uh, 166 to 123. Rona advanced thanks to some unsung heroes. Eamon Raw. Tyler Boyd, Eamon Raw. Raw, Tyler Boyd, Deontay Foreman, and Josh Reynolds. These fools beat a team of Zerg that has the names of Najee, CEH, Tyreek, Corderell, Justin Jefferson, Kamara, and Playoff Lenny. That team lost. That team lost in week 15. What a to world the, we live in. To the Detroit stack. The Detroit wide receiver stack. What? Oh, <laughs> Eamon Raw and Reynolds? Yep. Yeah, crazy. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> and lost by 43 points. The Rona Raiders only had one single-digit person in single digits, and that was good old Mike Davis. Un unbelievable. Wow. Zerg, I mean, Zerg was just a... <sighs> it, was just, it was just that week. Yeah, we talked about week. how bad it was. Matt Ryan... 
under 10 points, Najee 3.6, Clyde 8.5, Patterson 3.3, Camara 6.1, Judy with the nugget, and Hannahill <laughs> with seven. Should have played Russell Gage and Devin Singletary. And still would have <laughs> lost. Yeah. Um, and again, just for those people, for the Pirate League people that are listening, these are Scott Fishbowl rules or uh, not rules. Scoring. Scoring. So uh, minus one for incompletion, plus 0.5 for a completion, minus four for uh, interception, minus six if it's taken all the way back, uh, minus one for a sack. So there's, it's definitely evens out the QBs. Yeah, and you'll uh, see you that in the next matchup where Adam Schefter's source three seed took on Playfields, I Dare You. And this was actually oh. a close matchup, uh, 144 to 142, Playfields advances. Playfields being an almost overwhelming favorite. Fields had Tom Brady, who had negative 10 points. The Tom goat. Brady did, but was overcome. Thanks to Travis Kelsey, 48 points on Thursday night. That was that's what he started off with. And then yeah. he only got he only got what is that 96 more points. Mm-hmm. Then Brandon Cooks and Craig Reynolds, not Josh Reynolds, Craig yep. Reynolds. Again, those are Josh's short... cousin, the running back for the Detroit Lions. And that's with him, that's with him leaving Tyler Huntley on the bench. That got would have got him 43 points. He started a shot. He started Rashad Penny in the Superflex instead of Huntley, which looking back, you can't fault him for that. Man, Adam Scheffner's source just didn't have the correct source because he still had DeAndre Swift in there. (laughs) Um, Now, if he would have put Hunter Henry in there, he would have at least, oh, they only lost by three points. Hunter Henry had 30 points, but he didn't want to play that the tight end in a tight end premium league. Um, Can't do that. So that that's really what cost him there. I mean, he the source was not accurate. Not to mention Kyler Murray with three, Stevenson with four, Ramondre Stevenson with four. But I mean, he had Mark Andrews with forty-four. So that nullifies to Kelsey basically. Oh man, that's that's tough. I'm pretty sure that he's been playing the double tight end strategy a decent amount this season. I'm surprised I think he's he didn't been playing, go with it. I think he's been playing the triple one because he's had he has Mark Andrews. He played Dalton Schultz, who got twenty-four for him. Oh yeah. And then he has uh, Hunter Henry as well. I don't know. I don't know. That's Maybe rough. I'm assuming Schefter's source was not. Uh, you know how uh, Eamon just kind of disappears for a week I think or so. Schefter's source randomly. is working the phone line. He's working the phone line, forgot to set his lineup. Well, last week, Hunter Henry was on by. So, yeah, that's what tough. a shame. What yep. a shame. But that's what you get. So, Rona Raiders and Playfields, I dare you, advance to the next round of the playoffs in the toilet bowl. The Stashies played CD's oh. Nuts, and the Stashies win, and the Nuts move on to the next round of the toilet bowl. And then Connor and the Las Vegas Packers lost to PMF, Peyton Manning's forehead. So, the PMF wins, and the Packers move on to the next round of the toilet bowl. I, I set, like, the best lineup I could, and I was the lowest-scoring team by over 20 points with <laughs> less, with 74 points. Ouch. It was, it was a rough week for uh, – and I had Taysom Hill, who got negative 0. 0.4. 0. Um, 0.04. That's, sorry. I, sorry. Thanks for the correction. Uh, Higby ended up not playing. Godwin was out in the first quarter. 
Yeah, it was rough. I had all single digits except for AJ Green and Aaron Rodgers. It was it was tough. It's it's tough, all right. I'm on on to the next round. I'm just trying to get out now. Pillow fight of the week, Connor. You have one. Your yes, your game. Pillow fight of the week. Um, I'm going to give that to the number one and the number two seeds. Who yes, they have had a bye week, but if they would have played each other, it would have been 112 to 105. Um, they would have lost each. Both of them would have lost to every other playoff team in the league um, this week. And so, congrats! You were not playing. And to be fair, like Sean mentioned in the in the dynasty, you might not have set your lineup accordingly. But congrats! You still got the pillow fight of the week, even though you did not play. Maybe you had a pillow fight of the week because y'all were spending the night at each other's house since you didn't have to worry about anything. Gross. Uh, looking at our playoff prediction update, Connor, you picked David and the Rona Raiders. I picked Zerg, so you beat me on that one. Mm. And then we both picked uh, Playfields, I Dare You. So going into the semifinals, you are at an advantage 2-1 to one in the redraft league. Shocker. Uh, looking at the Week 16 playoff, week two, the first matchup is the Rona Raiders, the four seed against the number one seed, mm. the Hertz Locker and Antonio. And a bit of a, a shallow snorkel into this league here, or this matchup here. Projections don't mean a lot because of the Scott Fishbowl scoring, but Anton- Antonio looking at current projection of 209 to David's 184. Um, David, again, with the Coco issues here, uh, Austin Eckler, Tyler Lockett. We'll, so we'll see if Lockett can get off the list. He was on there last week. Um, other than that, relatively healthy. He does have a Thursday night game. He's got Deontay Foreman for the Titans. He's got Saturday, got um, Zach Ertz. So it'll come down to Monday for him with Mike Gesicki playing the dual tight end strategy here. Mike Gesicki against New Orleans on Monday night. For the Hertz locker, the number one seed, their quarterbacks are Herbert and Hertz. Those are looking good. Does have one COVID player in the starting lineup with Mark Quez Valdez Scantling. We'll see if he can clear. If he can't clear, he does have flex options of Sony Michelle, Miles Gaskin. Or again, he could go with the dual tight end strategy and plug in and, and fire up the muth mm. and loosen him up. If his head is not too loose from that concussion the other yeah. day, he got lit up there. Yeah. Um, and I would just like to point out one thing I'd like to point out um, is the Hertz locker also has Josh Jacobs. So they do need to win to get that money so they can. Uh, Josh Jacobs, if he's on your fantasy team, he actually takes a cut of your winnings if you win the championship. Again, for that alimony that we talked mm-hmm. about earlier. Yeah, I've got uh, Hertz Locker has Josh Jacobs, who's questionable, and Mike Evans, who tweaked his hammy last week. I don't know if he's going to go or not, but he also has Metcalf questionable and Jalen Hurts, who's questionable dealing with that ankle issue, but looked fine against Detroit. Um, and then last thing I'd say, it looks I feel like David's going to have to count. This is something that you'd never want to count on, but it looks like David's going to have to count on that Detroit Lions stack of Amon Ross, St. Brown. And, Amen. and uh, Josh Reynolds, again, I guess we didn't talk about this, but 
uh, Jared Goff's on the COVID list now. So if he's not there, that would kind of put out the flames of the Detroit fire. David Blah. Yeah. Next, next week. Go ooh, ahead. Next we got up. Um, oh, I lost my spot. Next we got no diggity, no doubt. The two seed against Playfields. I dare you. Um, it's going to be a pretty good matchup again. Projections don't really mean anything, but it's 186 to 181 with no digging, no doubt, pulling it out with the projections. However, uh, Playfields, I dare you, does have some COVID issues to some big players. Brandon Cooks went off for him last week, and Travis Kelsey, who had almost a 50-burger in the tight end spot, he's got the vid, or he's at least on the list, um, has a possibility of getting out before Sunday afternoon. Uh, Brandon Cooks, I believe, is out. It has, actually has a zero by his name. Um, so Playfields, I dare you, is going to have to find someone to throw in there um, for him. Just on the outside, Sean, what are your what are your thoughts? I mean, it is a two seed against the five seed or six, six, seed. Seed, six seed. Sorry. Um, yeah, Cody and No Diggity, No Doubts been kind of that weird team where they're they're not super consistent, highly scored scoring. They had a lot of you know low score weeks, but still got the win just based on their opponents. So they are. 10 and four, um, but with players who are kind of hitting their stride now in Jonathan Taylor, Matt Stafford, you got AJ Dillon who's sniping, you know, kind of got the weird play here where Dillon has Aaron Jones, Cody has AJ Dillon, who's going to get the, the better, the better game out of those two on Saturday afternoon, Christmas day. It's the, COVID issues for Dylan are going to make it tough because he doesn't have a lot of option on his bench. We're looking at, you know, backups, Scotty Miller, KJ Osborne, maybe could be plugged in, uh, but we don't know if Thielen will be back. He did just pick up uh, Brevin Jordan again, going the tight end out. Um, could hope for a touchdown there. Uh, uh, this is another matchup that's going to be decided by Sunday night. Uh, there's no Monday night games for here, mm-hmm. which I, I personally hate. I always like to have at least one Monday night person to kind of give me at least hope. Um, however, again, like you mentioned, a, a Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, uh, Playfields I Dare You has that K.J. Osborne that might play, whereas No Diggy No Doubt's really hoping that Adam Thielen plays. Oh, um, yeah. For him, he's questionable still. Um, however, No Diggy No Doubt has some people that have not been performing well. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones has been hit or miss. Um, might be worth uh, might be worth plugging in Abdullah for Carolina, although they do have Tampa Bay, but they're he's kind of the receiving back for them. Yep. And then Tyler Johnson should be coming into some more targets with Chris Godwin's injury, and then if Mike Evans doesn't play, he, he'll definitely. I mean, he was on the field ninety five percent of snaps last week. But also, don't forget he's got Michael Carter, who's playing Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. So it's another bad defense, um, as well as obviously Jonathan Taylor. But more importantly, Ronald Jones, who playoff Lenny is out, and uh, Arians is quoted saying that he's it's time for him to step up like uh, playoff Lenny stepped up last year whenever Ronald Jones went out. So until we'll he see. fumbles in the first quarter, and you don't see him again. Yeah, and well, I don't know. You see how frustrated Tom Brady was with <laughs> Keyshawn Vaughn dropping. I didn't passes. see it, but I heard about. He it. was so pissed. Uh, I didn't mention this when we talked about James Robinson, but. Um, did you see the alert today that the Jets put like 15 people on the COVID list and like nine of them was their defensive starters? Well, good. Maybe they'll find someone that can actually play defense in. Oh, um, Trevor Lawrence, baby. 
throwing against that secondary. Yeah, you you thought that he'd be good throwing against the Tennessee secondary too, and he had four picks. Well, you know, it was, it was an off day. He was in some turmoil because of uh, Urban Meyer. He's freed of the the Meyer. Gotcha. Right. He's no right, longer right. mired in that mess. Well, to go towards the toilet bowl, we got Lancaster, worst name ever, against Los Vegas Packers. If you go back to the uh, regular season, they are one of the teams that I am one of the wins that they have because they beat me. <laughs> that wasn't very long ago either. Yep, and Kiss My Burrow versus CD's Nuts. Again, we got the Burrows versus the Nuts. Oh. Um, we'll see who wins in that. I think the <laughs> – uh... Yeah, the hang on one second. I was gonna say I thought the burrows kicked the nuts. Nope, the nuts smashed the burrows in week four. Mm, there you go. There you go. So that's and again, you want to win to get out of the toilet bowl because if you lose, you go to the next round and you could have the toilet bowl crown. Trophy. Yeah, you just get uh, uh, loads and loads of embarrassment heaped on you. Yep. Because we can't ever seem to agree on a punishment before the season starts. I'm down for anything. But that will do it for the redraft league. Let's kick it over to the cluster that we call the Pirate League. <laughs> Mr. Commish? Uh, I don't know who the commissioner is, uh, but I will say that the league bylaws at the beginning of the season were set up to say that the playoffs would be a bit of a all-play situation where the first you know, there's four teams in the first round with the top two seeds getting a bye week. Uh, the top two, the top two highest scoring teams in round one would advance, no matter the matchup, no matter win or lose. Uh, they were supposed to advance to the semifinals, and then again, the one and two seed, and then the two teams from the first round that advanced play all play again. The top two advance to the championship. Um, so in round one, we had four teams playing the mangy scoundrels. I'm the captain now, Connor. Pirate Booty and Baxter and Shiver Me Timbers, Katrina. And, you know, Connor, me and you were playing each other. And we happen to be the two highest scoring teams, which means we both advance. Well, um, through some back channels and sources, I found out that the commissioner went in to adjust the, uh, adjust the matchups for the playoffs today because – you know, Katrina and Baxter played. Katrina beat Baxter. So she, you know, in the system advanced to the second round of the semifinals. But it was really that you advanced because of the scoring. And, you know, again, according to my sources, the commissioner was unable to do that. So now going forward, Katrina shows to be in the playoffs, Connor, but it really should be you. Um, there's a little bit of what we call a, call a foobar. I don't know if you know what you're on mute, but I assume you don't know what foobar means. I'm guessing it has the F word in it, but uh, yes, I don't it know. Means, uh, so our playoff situation now is effed up beyond all recognition. Mm, I've heard that before. Yes. Yes. Um, similar to a snafu mm. situation, normal, all effed up. Um, so yes, the, the, uh, the commissioner or the captain of this league has been taking a little bit of heat from the league. There might be a mutiny. He might be thrown overboard. He might be forced to walk the plank. Um, but the, the current situation is in the next round, the semifinals is Chalavi, Kiro, myself, and you, Connor, um, though, Connor, you will have to keep track on your own because you're not in the playoffs on the sleeper app. I don't have to keep track. I just simply have to score more points than everyone else. Um, and I will say that, 
I hope that Kiro advances because then my, uh, not my, but the commissioner's snafu uh, will be taken care of on that side. And then it doesn't really matter who, who wins from, from no, let, Chalabi or, or my side. No, let's just uh, have Katrina win it all in sleeper, but she was actually eliminated in the first round of playoffs. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, again, the commissioner has offered to refund all league dues, the 2021 league dues, um, if you are supremely unhappy. Nice. That's so, so generous of you. Uh, any, any comments from you, Connor, as a bystander, as I was reporting the, this breaking story today in the chat? No, I mean, it just shows the ignorance that we're dealing with as, as whoever the commissioner is. Um, I mean, it's something, it's ignorance that I've dealt with my whole life. Um, I do know the commissioner personally. Um, I won't, I won't name him because it seems like he's pretty embarrassed as how red his face is at the moment. Um, But uh, it's just ignorance and it's just stupidity, but you can, you can't only fault somebody so much because they don't know how dumb they are. Uh, in the commissioner's defense, uh, this this is one of the reasons that the league was free this year. It was a bit of a test so we can work out all the kinks. And as I said, uh, as the commissioner said in the chat, uh, we will never kink shame in Smack Mouth Pirate League chats. Um, so we're not kink shaming here, but we got to work out some of the kinks. Uh, next year should be a little bit smoother of sailing on the, the rough seas of the Smack Mouth Pirate League. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? We're going through. It was still a fun year. Um, we're going to have, I know, uh, Chalavi has some requests for the offseason as well. Um, he wants to swap players in the playoffs and everything as well. So, um, uh, Which, again, I don't think can be done. Commissioner uh, limitations during the playoffs. But you can't move players around? I don't know. Sorry, sorry. The commissioner can't move players around in the playoffs? I, I, I would have to check with the commissioner. But. Gotcha, gotcha. But it was it was a good inaugural season. It was fun. Um, we'll, we'll there'll definitely be some changes. Um, maybe a, a maybe one thing is a set um, protection of players all throughout, unless it's otherwise stated. I think that would be something interesting. So then, I don't know. Some slimy commish doesn't get uh, Dalvin Cook for nothing. How would that work with bye weeks or injuries? Again, this is up for discussion, and this is not the time or place, Sean. You can take that up with the commissioner and his idiot <laughs> idiocracies. Will do. Um, so again, uh, the despite whatever it says in the sleeper app, uh, the semifinals are Sean Connor, Kiro, and Chalavi. That's and the again, Rangy scoundrels. It- I'm the captain now. Two winches, one cup tain, and ship ahoy. And that is two highest team scoring teams will go forward. Yes, that right. is true. It does not matter about matchups. It's like the Megalo Bowl. It is, uh, yeah, highest team. Just score a bunch of points and you're good. Um, my hopes is that you don't make it to the next round so that the uh, system will look correct. Uh, you know what? I'm just fighting against um, all odds anyways. So I wasn't supposed to make it this far. I'm an underdog. I'll take it. 
Um, however, that wraps it up for the Pirate League. Um, before we go, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Um, I would say send us your smack talk, but you haven't done it all year anyways. Nope. So you're not going to do it now. No. Nope, um, it's okay. We're just we're just trying to grow the podcast, and y'all nope. aren't helping us out at all. Uh, we don't take it personally. Um, we're just trying to feed all. our families, get through exactly. Christmas. I have two kids now, and they're eating a lot. Lots of just brown rice and, and bread and butter and water. Rice and beans, beans and rice is what we call, we say in the house. When we get tired of rice and beans, we go to beans and rice. Mm, um, good idea. Kind of mix it up and gives it a little bit of flair. Mm-hmm. So, what's your anyways, go-to, what's your go to bean? Uh, well, uh, really, what it comes down to is the cheapest. So, like refried. Well, it depends what the sales are on at, oh, uh, at the, the coupons. Coupon clippings. Yeah, the ten for tens. Okay. Or actually, those are those are the, for the, the high quality soup. So the ten for tens, the the beans are usually the wins that we get are usually below fifty cents a can. Okay. Good, and good we make and we make those last two meals as well. So, uh, uh, if hey, you know it's Christmas week. Um, Christmas Day is Saturday. Instead of putting you know a Christmas record on or Christmas music on your your Alexa Echo. Uh, Turn on our podcast. You know, it'd be great background noise to uh, open gifts too. For sure, definitely. And just just so you know, uh, my Venmo is at Connor Dash Madol. That's C O N N O R Dash M A D O L E. Go request funds from him now that you have his Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great and annoying. Um. Anyways. You want to? You said you have great dad jokes. So, you would you like to go first? Yeah, I've got a. I won't say a slew. I've got a, a handful of good Christmas dad jokes for you. So, um, I'll go. I'll start it off here. Okay. What is the best dinosaur to help with Christmas gifts? I don't know. A Velociraptor. Mmm. That's that's for prepping the gifts or yep. wrapping them. And wrapping that. Yep. I'll go along the same. Uh, no, I won't. I'll go a little different. Um, where was it? Oh, what did Santa say when he stepped into a big puddle? <laughs> I don't know. It must have rained, dear. Ah, classic reindeer joke. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, how is Christmas exactly like your job? I don't know. You do all the work, and some fat guy in a suit gets all the credit. <laughs> uh this podcast is for uh 18 and older um santa is real and does all the all the work Mm -hmm. um where was it what is what's every elf's favorite type of music rap music (laughs) okay you've told that one before i think (laughs) i'll let it slide i've got two more go for it how much does Santa pay to park his sleigh? I'm pretty sure I said this one on the air, but it's okay. Go ahead. Nothing. It's on the house. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't remember you saying that, but still a good one. It is a good one. It really is. Um, what is? No, I don't like these. You you go to your other one. Okay, it's my last one. Okay. Why is Santa always so jolly? I don't know. 
Because he knows where all the naughty girls live. <laughs> Can you repeat that for again for the people in the back? <laughs> Why is Santa always so jolly? Because he knows where all the naughty girls live. <laughs> I think we're just going to leave it on that one. I'm not even going to say another one. There it is. Dad jokes, Christmas edition, smack mouth <laughs> fantasy football, heading into playoffs week two. If you're there, good luck. If you're Chalavi, we hope you lose. Uh... <laughs> also, join uh, smack mouth squads. It actually is fun to see everyone betting and what they're betting on. If you join now, I'm pretty sure you get 25 bucks for free. You don't have to add any of your money. Um, you can bet, bet with their money and make money off of that. Um, although we don't have a good record in there. So please come and win some stuff for us. We're trying to change the vibes. We're trying to turn it around, make, yeah. make everybody some money. Uh, it's not going the, well. Um, if you basketball want to prop to... bets on the random people's names that you've never heard of are <laughs> not the way Tate to go. And Franz Wagner. Looking at it now. So each of them needed four assists to get it correct. Um, combined, they have... Uh, what's that? Oh yeah, one. <laughs> Dang it! With fifteen quarters or with fifteen minutes left to play combined, mm. and oh, Wag- Wagner's already done for night, so that's not good. That's how it goes sometimes. Uh, if you want the link to our squads page, hit us up in the sleeper app. We'll send it over to you. Again, good luck in the playoffs. Thanks for listening. If you're not in the playoffs, we appreciate all 12,000 uh, listeners that we have. Uh, we will talk to you next time as Connor's about to sneeze. Bless you. I'm Bye. A professional, I'm, I mute it. Yes. See ya.